All right, so this JB is the second um, installment for 7-6 MLB DFS strategy. We left off on the Baltimore-Minnesota game. Baltimore's one of those teams that um, they're pretty much in the black hole. Right now, they're 1-9. <laughs> That's pretty much like the consensus. Every time you look at their previous 10, right, like, I, I don't know. When would they put together a streak? Like, come on, have like a goal and say, hey, man, let's try one of these five games in a row. Let's try to, you know, gain some kind of, you know, fear for people when they come and play us. We're going to have a strategy where we might not have the best pitch in our mind, but we're going to give them everything we have offensively. Um, maybe they need to just start doing some bullpen days or something, man. But they got Bundy on, <laughs> they got Bundy on the mound. They have a little different look with Tim Beckham at the top of the order. Jones right there in two. Machado three. Trumbo four. Chris Davis right there at five. So, again, we know Machado is on the chopping block right now. They're looking to move him. I think they're going to pretty much tear this team apart um, and just kind of let some loose baggage go. Um, I, again, I like the I like the swing of Mancini. Uh, we see him move from the top of the order. He's down at the bottom of the order now. Uh, he is batting behind a hot guy, Jonathan Scope, with the two home runs yesterday. Um, and then Chris Davis, he doesn't know, know what you're going to get out of him. So there's a riding on the mound, last lane. He's been up and down this season. Uh, his salary is 6400 versus Bundy at 9300 So the numbers don't lie. They do see a better pitcher on the mound for the Orioles today, fantasy-wise. But because the Orioles have been struggling so bad, they're on the road, Vegas is going to go with the home team. Uh, Minnesota is not too much better in their last 10 at 2-8. and eight. Under 500 record at 36 and 48. Orioles worse than that, 24 and 62. Not a lot to really talk about in this game, except for the pitching being mediocre. It's a nine and a half over and under. So uh, we do see some bats here. It's kind of game here with so many games that can get lost. But there are some very important people on both of these teams that can make a difference in the lineup with. Uh, Eddie Rosario there at two, Dozier there at three. Escobar gets lost a lot of time behind Eddie Rosario, but he has power. Uh, Logan is heating up a little bit. He went deep the other night. I had him in my lineup. And um, so there are some usual suspects there that can make a difference, that can make give you a lower percentage owned because Minnesota is not playing hot ball. No one's really talking about them right now in the sport networks. They fell off from earlier in June when it was running neck and neck there. Um, so um, Baltimore, you can say easy with Lance Lynn being mediocre. Now their metrics go up. I mean, Jones could be a factor there. Machado, you know, he's an all-star, you know, five grand. You're going to pay for him. Uh, you got to be careful with that because you're, going to, you're banking on somebody, going against somebody that doesn't have a lot of velocity, and there's so many games out there. It's like, are you overpaying for Machado if he does not get you the expectation? It's going to be a big L if he doesn't get at least 15 or more fantasy points. Trumbo was up there sling, slinging yesterday. He just didn't look comfortable at all. You know, we know he had a big game a couple of days ago. But um, Trumbo has been part of the inconsistency with that team. But they do have him batting clean up today. Um, he didn't do anything yesterday, didn't do anything the day before that. And when he was up in Anaheim again on the first, he had uh, two home runs at 28 fantasy point game. And in the first game against Philly, he had a home run at 19. Uh, we do know he has power, you know. Um, but you just outside of hitting the ball to the fence, he can't really give you anything else. He doesn't steal bases. 
Um, he doesn't hit doubles and triples a lot, so you gotta be careful, you know. But this is a game that um is winnable for Baltimore. For people who do want to take the um the under with them today, I think their offense, or the combination of Bunny on the mound and being able to get out of a jam by having a strikeout um percentage higher than most of the other people in rotation gives Baltimore a little bit of an edge to me. Um, again, um, as and you know, you want to go to talented people, the veterans in their lineup. You want to take a Escobar and a Morrison. Uh, and Bunny starts losing control. We saw um, some people step up. Um, Cave stepped up yesterday. Uh, he's got some lefties at the top of the order that has a lot of experience with Rosario Amaro. Um, if you want to go with the metrics and, and take Minnesota, um, I definitely, that top half, the first five, you know, take maybe two or three players out of that. Dozier, he had some good swings yesterday, but he, you know, he hasn't had a typical Dozier um, <clears throat> output game here. He's, he's going to have a lot of opportunities there. Man, the third spot, he'd probably get a fastball against this guy because he does throw the fastball. And if he makes a mistake, Dozier will take him opposite field even um, pull one. So, I uh, like Dozier again. I mean, he's one of my favorite players. I do bring him up a lot, but with the suspect of um, Baltimore's rotation, um, he is a good fit. And in the game right now that has a nine and a half over under to help be somebody that's gonna be part of that output for offense. Chris Sales on the mound there for Boston. We all know about Sale. He's very well talked about in the baseball community. Kansas City has been a team for high experienced pitchers with um strikeout ability to feast on. You're gonna pay hell, I cannot pay fourteen thousand dollars for Chris Sale. I mean I could do it but man, I mean that really if you do that then your second pitcher is definitely have to be someone at least half of his salary and less. And you better know what you're doing. I mean, if you do like Chris Sale, you're gonna probably have to go and get somebody like Zimmerman or somebody like that. Somebody who has a soft matchup or try to get lucky with with somebody like Pavetta, somebody with Philly, you know. You don't have to do something like that, you know, to have enough room for offense and batters. So, um, you know, um, Hammer can be a surprise at times, and he can be a dud most of the time. So he's 2-10 and 10 on the year. He doesn't get a lot of run support. That's part of that. Um, he's only averaging 8.6 FPPG. His last game, he gave you 1.7 against Seattle. He was negative against Houston. Just hasn't had the stuff. I mean, he's fell off, man. He got a tough matchup today. Some pretty good left-hand batters in, in that lineup for Boston. Um, they got... Um, they added Steve Pierce to the lineup. They love him. He's he got him in cleanup, man. So, Ben Tindy, Martinez, um, you got um, Nunez, Brock Hope. Um, looks like Mitch Moreland is off. Got Bradley who can give him some problems down there in a nice spot. Uh, Boston is going to find a way to score some runs today. Over under is eight. Most of that is going to probably come from Boston. They're minus three seventy five on the money line. So I mean that's probably one of the most easiest money lines to pick today, with Hamill being on the mound. Um, I see all Boston. I don't see nothing really. Um, I don't see nothing really even to talk about with Kansas City. I mean Salvador Perez has been off and on all year. Still gonna get a lot of votes for All Star, but I mean. He he hasn't went deep in a long time. I mean, he might get lucky and get one fastball, and Chris Sales sails one over there, and he might get hold of one. But 
Outside of him, man, ain't really, ain't really too many other people got power in that lineup, to be honest with you. Um, Alfonso Dozier, I mean, Duda's down there in the seventh spot. Moose is in the third spot. I mean, even left-handers got a tough time trying to catch up with this guy because he can paint one on the outside corner down the way. You're going to whiff at it. There's nothing you can do with it. I'm not feeling I just, I mean, the guys who are from, batting from the left, they got power. I, I think they become powerless against Sale. So, you know, uh, we'll move on from that game. Uh, not much to talk about in that game. Arizona took a tough loss last night, and they knew they was kind of risking that with Shelby Miller on the mound. They go with Godley. He's 8,600, high ERA. He doesn't know what kind of godly he's going to get. Bad out against San Francisco his last game, seven earned runs. So bad about it. wasn't any home runs involved. He gave up seven earned runs. That's terrible. Right? So you got Lukeja on the mound for San Diego and uh, West Coast kind of match up. These teams probably got a lot of intel on each other, being that San Diego and Arizona aren't too far from one another. Um... Lukaji has spawned a higher FPPG than Godley. Um, been pitching good, pretty decent in the last two games. Last two games, he's given his average or higher. 22 against Pittsburgh. He won that game. No decision against Texas on the road. Again, here he is. He's on the road. Away games, he's done a little bit better. His uh, whip is 1.13, 0.189 batting average. ERA under 3 or 2.4. Less home runs on the way. And he's a left-hander. So, um, with that being said, we know the right-hander that comes to mind is is Goldschmidt. Um, has the most power. He's definitely woke up in the month, uh, in month of June, July. Last two games, kind of tempered off. His little hot streak there. Uh, didn't do anything last night. I was kind of paying attention to that. I had him in one of my lineups in the late contest, and we didn't get anything out of him. One of his worst games. Struck out three times. Uh, and five at bat. So uh, definitely, I know he can't wait to get back in the box against a left-hander. I uh, like Goldie for sure. Uh, Arizona consensus today is 77%. Um, and they're sporting a 24-22 and 22 record at home. So they've been stepping it up at home. I guess everybody is, you know, is, is, is human at the day. You're going to lose a game here and there, right? So, I mean, his over-under is 8. Lukiji has been doing pretty average, so it's not one of those 9.5, 10 over-unders. So, don't expect a lot of offense here. But um, they are pitchers who could give up runs. I mean, Godley is not a god by any moment, by any means, but at 5.07, there are some opportunities in the lineup for San Diego today. And I kind of saw that yesterday in the late contest. I was like, San Diego is going to have a part in the, in the scoring metrics. Um, and they did. I mean, they had some people that actually came out and, and make some noise, and it, it made a difference in the lineup. So definitely roster some. I mean, San Diego is such a contrarian team. Nobody really looks at them because they don't have, like, one player in their lineup. That, that is, you know, Villanueva had that three-home run game earlier in the year, and he was a lot of buzz against him. His average is down to 230, but he still has the power here and there in the right matchup. He has 17 homers on the year. But he puts up a lot of donuts right now. So, I mean, right now he knows his money is about hitting the ball over the fence. He's not trying to be a Tony Gwynn or nothing like that. So, definitely um, proceed with caution with him if you do roster him. I mean, they get some people like Jankowski and Margot Spangenberg. You know, these guys can do a little bit more outside of just hitting the ball out of the park. 
Um, Hosmer has always been a staple there in the middle of the lineup. Um, he has a higher average and he has a nine homers on the year. OPS at point seven five six. And he's due. I mean, he's really due to really do something here. Only thing, um, you know, he's just got to be put in the right position. He hasn't had any home runs in over a week. So, uh, Hosmer looks like a nice little play there at first base if you want to take a shot against Godley there. So, um, if you're a San Diego fan, you took him yesterday, you got paid, right? Um, I mean, maybe do the same thing, but <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not impressed by Golly by any means. I know he has some good stuff, man, but he's a wild guy at times. I mean, he's all he walks people. I've seen him when he's on the back end. He's bad. Now, you know, Arizona, they it's an important game for them. They was up there in front of the Dodgers, and now they're one game behind. Their losers of their last two is a very important game for them. Uh, San Diego is three and seven in the last ten, and Arizona is four and six. So we leave it at that, and we let you decide based on the info information I've just told you. I think you should know what direction you should go with that game. Nice uh, West Coast game, Dodgers. Man, I like that Dodgers against Anaheim, right? Man, so I know Trout has to be looking down on himself. I know they wanted to steal that game against Seattle the other night. And they weren't able to get anything going. So they're 3-7 and seven in the last 10. They're back at home where they're playing a little bit better. Uh, they need to win this game today to get back at 500 at home. They're 20-21. They're really, they were surprising some people back there in May and June. And now they're just bad. I mean, I don't know what's, what is going on. I don't know if, like, someone in the organization is crying for a trade or whatnot. But... Um, they definitely need this game today in a huge way. But they're underdogs once again against they got Kenta Maeda and there you go. That's a problem with the probable Felix Pena. I mean they they just don't have any pitching. I mean they spend all this money on hitters and you can have all the hitters in your lineup but you can't get somebody in the batter's box to pitch for you. So you gotta try the fifty nine hundred. This guy Pena, I don't really know much about him. But he's 6,600. Um, he's a righty. And you got some tough left-handed batters in that lineup, buddy, that he has to go against tonight. Um, he's been decent. 22 fantasy points against Baltimore. Um, he didn't give up any earned runs in that game. No homers. He gave it five strikeouts, 22.4. Toronto, he gave up a home run and three runs. That was a no decision. He won the last game, but in the games before that, they were all no decisions. So not a very experienced pitcher going against a team that is at the top of the division after playing some consistent baseball. And I think it's going to be the same kind of story with them today. Um, they're going to get behind, and this guy's going to get rattled, and um, they're going to have to fight hard. If they're going to win this game, they got to really, really fight hard. Um, you know, Sosha is going to definitely have to have a strategy of, and an expectation of how many innings he wants this guy to pitch. I think he's definitely going to have to pull him if he starts losing control, like in the third or fourth inning. And the problem with Social all year is that he has no one reliable that he can go to in his bullpen. His bullpen is shambles, man. I mean, they, they have nothing to rely on. And I think the, the offense is just tired of trying to always have to try to sport them with a five, six run lead. And next thing you know, they're looking up at balls going over the fence. And they end up losing the game by the seventh, eighth inning. The other team took the lead. 
was a very deflating to the Anaheim offense and to the fans of that organization. They got to get, I mean, and I don't blame them for having Payne and taking Penny out of the bullpen and giving him opportunity. I've been talking about this from the beginning of the year, that they got to find somebody who wants it, who's hungry and who wants to, you know, come out and represent his organization on the hill and at least give him some consistent pitching from time to time. All right, so um, definitely all the Dodgers fans are licking their chops with this one, with Painter being on the mound. Um, they're actually um, 19 and 18 on the road, so they're pretty good. They're the very opposite of L10. Um, they're 6 and 4 in the last 10, the Dodgers, and again, Angels 3 and 7. I mean, if they lose this game, it's going to be pretty bad for them. I mean, they're really going south fast. And that's not, you know, they got to protect their home field. And, then, you know, the all-star break is coming up. They need to put a, put a good at least three out of four together here in the next four games. St. Louis and San Francisco, not much of a pitching duel here. You got John Gant on the mound for St. Louis, 6,300. And Rodriguez at 7,700. Uh, Rodriguez, um, 3.16 ERA, 3-1 record. And those four games there, with his record being posed there, 33 strikeouts. Uh, modest 14.9 FPPG. Uh, he's been pretty consistent. Again, this is Padre Rodriguez's son we're talking about. And um, he had 20 fancy points in his last two games, 23 against Arizona. Won that game back on June 30th on the road. Very impressive. At home against San Diego, gave him seven innings. Uh, he's doing pretty good consistently with getting strikeouts. Um, so he's been pre- pitching not not bad to keep his team out of the game, but he's doing enough to keep them in the game and have an opportunity to win. He's giving them at least a 90 to 100 pitches in those five, six, seven innings when he's out there. So somebody that um, definitely the Giants need to come out. It's going to be a tough matchup once again. Uh, lineups haven't been posted yet for St. Louis, but we know they had a big offensive explosion last night. I don't really see the same thing going against Rodriguez. I think he's learning. He's getting better, and he's going to be very methodical. Uh, Again, it's somebody that they could get to um, against Atlanta. Atlanta got him for a home run. He gave up four earned runs in that game. He lasted five innings in that game. He lost. And then against Cleveland, he did pretty good. John Gann, he was 4-0, seven innings pitch. He walked a lot of guys, five walks. I've noticed that about Gant. He has a lot of walks in his log, and he can't do that against San Francisco. They will hurt you if you start walking people on base. They're very, they have more veterans on that team, and um, they're not going to go up there and just swing and stuff wildly like that. Um, in the consensus, and I expected that. The Giants are favored today, and all of that is just because of the pitching. I'm going to just be straight up and honest with you. They don't really put a lot of trust in John Gant. Um, their record at home is very good, uh, 45 and 44. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> 26 and 15 at home, 45 and 44 um, overall record. So, um, kind of two teams, identical uh, where they are. And a lot of that is due to they have consistent offense and decent pitching. Um, and both teams have um, people that they can go to in the bullpen. Their bullpen is not terrible. Middle relief, and they have some identifiable closes. So it would be another good game. I don't. I definitely don't think that um, San Francisco is going to get rocked like they did like they did yesterday. 
think it'll be a lot more competitive game today. I do like the edge for San Francisco. Um, I do like the ability of Rodriguez to come out, get some strikeouts. And all the missing components, we just don't know what kind of offense we're going to get from them tonight. But we will probably have to uh, conveniently say Posey, Crawford, you know, um, I think Hanson went deep last night. He, they had him at the top of the order. He did. Um, if they, he has some potential there. Uh, they'll be playing around the top of that order there with Gorky Hernandez, and I think they want him to be the guy. Uh, McCutcheon is kind of, he, he does this. You know, he was great in June, and July came about, and now he's right back to old McCutcheon again. Zeros and donuts and ones and and high numbers in the wrong metrics, like strikeouts and stuff. So he's going to have to wake up tonight. McCutcheon, four grand. Um, he's got to do it. He's got to do something tonight. Look out for McCutcheon. I mean, I think they're they're, they're trying to get him going. Um, he has to bounce back in a great way. They want to continue to stay up there in contention for that division. Um, Posey the same. I mean, he's still surprisingly hitting for a high average. Um, but he has been very quiet in his last three games. So just a little slump here for San Francisco uh, with them being favored and with them having a decent pitcher on the mound with Derrick Rodriguez. Uh, they know they got to give him some run support. So I like San Francisco in this game. Um, I, I'm not going to ride out that St. Louis won't score some runs against um, Derek Rodriguez. Um, who is that going to come from? Really, I mean, Carpenter's been hot lately. Um, he hasn't been slowing down. I don't know if he's trying to make a bid for all-star consideration, but he has... Uh, high OPS, 0.890, decent average at 0.264, double-digit double home runs at 16. He's making contact in all the games he's been in. In the last four games, he's gotten a hit, um, walk, you know, worked the count. He's shown some power along the way. Um, his salary is going up. He's almost at five grand at 4900 um, Bader went off yesterday. The whole lineup just went off yesterday. Just one of those things where everybody was just seeing the ball very well. So Rodriguez is going to have to play a big role in cooling him off, and they're going to have to get jump on top again really early to give him some run support. So I'm going to let you about 15 minutes left. I'm going to let you all roster your lineups. And be, thanks for listening. I've been kind of off the radar, but we're going to be back consistently, okay? All right, take care. Bye.